Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. Chapter 40 and verse number... 12. For innumerable evils have compassed me about, mine iniquities have taken hold upon me, so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of mine head, therefore my heart faileth me. Be, be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. And if you would, you don't have to keep your finger there. Now go back to the book of Galatians. In chapter number 5, Galatians 5, we just read about innumerable evils, uh, mine iniquities more than the hairs of my head. And it's not the title of the message, but we're kind of getting into the idea. I've never preached this idea before, but spiritual clutter, that's why the picture there. I'll tell you about the picture in just a minute. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse number 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the thing that you would. But if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things should not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And let's stop right there before I pray. When we work with military, the military is all about getting rid of that list. I've got them highlighted in purple, adultery, fornication. They, they, they don't like, like family killer vices, and they don't like drunkenness, and they don't like um, people to be deployed and rape, pillage, and steal, and kill, and it's just the military doesn't want that. But they don't, um, per se, welcome the gospel in. But the Bible says what we can bring through the gospel, and this is the way it works, and this is why God lets it in, that against such there is no law. There's no law against getting, the, getting, getting help to people. There's no law against winning people over from the one list to the other list. And what we experience working with military is that the military is glad to send you the, the people with a room full of clutter in their lives and a lot of baggage. And tonight, I want to talk about the, the method of God in dealing with this thing. Against such, there is no law. What we want to deal with tonight is what is desperately needed, not just on military bases, but on the church as well. Oh, we don't have all these problems of idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, but... We got our own pile of stuff in our room, you know, that we just, we, we get discouraged about, I'll be honest with you. 
And it was once surveyed, I was in a room where in a survey was announced, it was a pastor's fellowship. This is very interesting, listen closely, at a group of a large amount of preachers, maybe 50 preachers, maybe 30, I don't know. It was said that there's a lot of preachers' wives discouraged and there was a survey taken. What do you think that the number one reason given for discouragement in preachers' wives was? And one woman shot out, a pastor's wife shot out, clutter. And the guy up front said, you're right. That was the number one answer. And I thought it was just interesting because honestly, clutter begets what? Clutter. You know what? We start to get things in our, in our house, in our room, in our lives. And God's plan is to, 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 to clean the room and get it nice where it needs to be. And God's got a maintenance plan that we can keep it that way, but we have, to, we have to get knowledge of the plan, and we have to work the plan. So let's pray tonight, and we'll launch into it. Father, I pray you'd help me. Lord, I've never preached to them this wise, but pray that you'd uh, take your word and honor Jesus through it, Father. I pray that, Lord, the salvation that you give to people, Lord, if it's not in someone tonight, you'd show their need for Christ. Lord, those that are saved, probably a lot of us here tonight, I pray that you would, Lord, help us to learn how to, uh, to, 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 to not clutter it up. That, Father, we might be, um, as it were, ahead of the game, on top of it the way your son was, it, by way of example. Father, he was sinless, and our problem is that we are sinful, but Lord, what a, what a great example you left us, and uh, through the Holy Spirit, you give us the ability. I pray you do it tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Um, <clears throat> that picture I just saw yesterday, and I kind of got the idea for this introduction. This was posted by a supporting church pastor, and it, it, was, it, was, it was not a meme. It was like, help, this is my son's room. How should I handle it, or what should I do? <laughs> Something like that. And I knew this pastor. I was kind of surprised he posted that there. I imagined in my mind that it came after a series of threats. I imagined it was like, I'm going to put it on Facebook if you don't get this thing fixed. But it is what it is. But one thing I thought about when I looked at it is, you know, I like a clean room. I like a clean floor. I do not, I'd rather have stuff on the table and on my desk. That's a problem. But I'd rather have stuff there than the floor. That's me. But um, it's easy once I clean the, 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 the desk that the first bill that comes in lays there and it begets a bunch of other stuff. It's like a magnet. And every little piece of furniture in the house, or in my case, the motorhome, that is allowed to stage something that doesn't belong there, what's it become? It becomes a pile. Now, I cannot imagine I'm alone in this thing. Now, there's no sin in a messy bedroom. And I thought about replying to the pastor. I didn't touch it in, in comments. But I thought about replying to him and saying something like, is, it, it's, you know, is, is, is that a picture in the process of cleaning it? Is it like he's, he took it out of, you know, out of hiding to deal with or what? But uh, I have an idea that is probably just the way it grew. Our lives are, as Christians, 
are largely identified as, I mean, once you're saved, you're either in Christ or out of Christ. You're saved or lost. Jesus makes all the difference. After we're saved, it's largely defined as spirit versus flesh. That's what we just read. And spirit versus flesh is very similar to that if you haven't picked up on this. It's very much akin to, do I have something that I just kind of not ready to deal with? I'll set it here so I can see it. That's, that's why I handle my desk, by the way. Some people use filing cabinets. If I put something in the filing cabinet, I will never see it again until I sell the filing cabinet. I'm like, oh, that was that bill. did that bill ever get paid? Um, so I lay it on the desk. True confessions, all right? I'm vulnerable tonight. But I, I put it there, and then everything, it just, that's the way it is spiritually. One little fleshliness kind of starts to build up and starts to gather. I want to use an analogy tonight. I love analogies. I love comparisons metaphors, similes, parables, the idea of an earthly truth that illustrates a, a heavenly truth, uh, something easily understood that, that helps us with something that's really eternal, maybe a little bit harder to grasp. And uh, the idea of the flesh is typified in the Bible as, 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 well, let's look at Isaiah. Go back to Isaiah chapter 40 very quickly. And we're just going to launch into the message. Um, Isaiah chapter 40 I haven't preached this in a long, long time. I preached it one time, and Brother Qualls come up to me and said, that's my message. I said, no, I did not get it from you. But it's in the Bible, amen? All flesh is what? What's a good analogy? What's a good thing we could compare it to? We know the Bible talks about oil being like the Spirit, water being like the Spirit. Well, let's see. Isaiah 40, verse 3. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness... Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. I just kind of like that verse right there, in that it's talking about, the, the context is God needing to straighten things out and level things out so it's not as up and down, so that Jesus can really bless us and help us. That's the, that's the context here. Making a way, preparing a way, like John the Baptist, preparing it, leveling things out, taking the sine wave and, and, and making it level. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. The voice said, cry, and he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. So all flesh is what? Did you get it there? Grass. That's an interesting thing that God compares the flesh to. If my sin nature is, 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 is comparable to, to grass, I wonder how it is comparable. And I got thinking about that thing. And uh, I'm sure Brother Qualls stole this off me, no doubt in my mind. I'm just kidding. Um, well, let's just think about it. Just the grass. Did you know that the grass is, number one, incessant? Number two, it's indispensable. Number three, it's inferior. Number four, it's innumerable. And number five, it's irreconcilable. Okay, there's the outline. You can go to sleep, right? It's in, 
incessant. You know, grass grows constantly. The flesh is always constantly trying to take over. You mow the grass. And it's wintertime. Thank God I don't have to mow the grass. Well, in the motorhome, I don't have a lot of grass to mow, but I, 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 like, I like mowing grass. What I don't like about it, as exciting as it is to see a nicely mown lawn, you come back a week later, depending on the weather, and it looks like you never mowed it. That's the nature of it. All flesh is like grass. In fact, Peter says, all flesh is, I, I think he uses the word like or as, but our... Our sin nature, our, our desire to do evil is just always wanting to take over. Grass spreads. You know, you, if you start a lawn from the beginning, it started sometimes, you can start it different ways. Sod, you can do plugs. And with plugs, it's just little, you know, it's, it's little things that here and there, but they spread, they take over. And so it grows constantly. You know, in... In the Christian life, I'll come to church and I'll have a great church service. I mean a glorious Sunday with, with tears and shouting and, and joy and surrender and, and, and just Jesus seems to sit on the throne just uh, like you could almost reach out and, and touch him and get things from him. I remember a meeting years ago down in, in, in Versace, Georgia in the 90s, early 90s, mid-90s. And in that one particular meeting, God showed up so much that prayers were answered as you prayed it. There was someone lost it. Someone brought into the meeting, and they said, pray for my friend to get saved. And you'd pray, and people would pray, and the person would suddenly rush forward and get saved. And it was, like, palpable. It was, it was so real. But you know what? It didn't. It's not like it lasts, amen? Someone says, well, you know, the second law of thermodynamics and the sin... The way sin goes, everything's going to always go bad. No, I don't think we have to have that attitude. I think we have to learn the reality that it takes work. <laughs> you have to realize it grows incessantly. But hey, do you quit mowing the grass at your house just because it grows incessantly? You hit it again, and you hit it again, and you hit it again. But you understand that desire that God dealt with, and maybe that sin that you got confessed and under the blood and it really was dealt with and really you did everything you're supposed to do god forgave god god forgot all about it doesn't mean that you're never going to be tempted doesn't mean that you're going to give in or not going to give it it just simply means that it's going to it wants to grow <laughs> that's the nature of the flesh all flesh is his grass it's incessant um it's indispensable as well. You know, it's needed in a sense. Um, if you, could, could you imagine, how many of you have, have a yard you have to mow? Okay, about half of you have to mow the grass or need your grass mowed. Maybe you get your son to mow it or whatever. If you mow the grass, okay, what, what you, that, let's say the guy mowed the grass and he comes in one day and says, honey, we're never going to have to mow the grass again. Why not? I use Roundup. I just killed all the grass. We're done with the grass. Well, now we've got a sand pit or sand lot. Now we got, um, you know, now we got a, a ball diamond. It's, it's, it's not, now we got an infield out there. It's, it's, it's not what we want. 
Grass is indispensable. It's, it's needed in a sense. I pastored a fellow in one of our church plants. He's about six foot six. He's a really big guy. And his name was Kevin. And he had a, um, he had been thrown out of the military. And, and so he was just really depressed person. Really, really depressed person. I never met anyone so depressed as him. And he showed me his cupboard. He had a pharmacy in his cupboard of things he was on. And they did not do well for him. They interacted with each other. And he heard voices sometimes. And he was uh, suicidal sometimes. And I said, one day, Kevin, how you doing? He was also bluntly honest. He was from the north. And he said, um, I said, how you doing? He said, lousy. He was, he was honest. And I said, what are you thinking? Of, you know, what, what's up this week? He said, I'm thinking of killing myself this week. He was not just trying to get my attention, but he was honest. And because I asked, he told me. Well, Kevin, I had to say, Kevin, look, I know the struggle is real. We all get discouraged about life. And he was discouraged because, you know, he keeps on doing the same thing. He doesn't get the victories he wants. And he, he just was feeling discouraged about all those you know, the, the temptations. And I said, Kevin, look, there's only one Kevin here. You don't know the blessing you are. You don't realize if, if, you're, if you kill that body in order to, to, as it were, kill the grass. I said, there's no grass to take your place, buddy. You, you know, you could get discouraged about life and say, I'm just going to end it. Preachers have done that. And they said, oh, I'm just tired of dealing with the, the grass. I don't want to mow the grass anymore. I'll just round up. Well, the problem is, it, it, I mean, think about the, there's a, there was a song one time or something that said, there, Jesus has no hands but your hands. He has no eyes but your eyes. No feet but your feet. Our flesh. Well, look what it says there down in verse 5. It says, and all flesh shall see it together. Our eyes, the same eyes that may look at something wrong are the same eyes that look at a Bible or look at someone in the eye and say, I love you. Those same eyes, those same hands that do evil, that lift alcohol, can lift a gospel tract. God's plan is not to get rid of the flesh. Do you realize that God's plan, this kind of, this stirs me. God's plan is to show the angels as well as the rest of the world. The Bible says to the intent that now to the principalities and powers in heavenly places, angels and demons, I believe, that, he, that he'll show them the manifold grace of God through the church. So they're watching not just the church services, but they're watching how we go out into the week and whether we're going to stop loving God because he put his son into our flesh. And are we going to say, I just, I don't like this arrangement. I feel I should have a glorified body now. <laughs> or some say, I feel like I do have a glorified body now. <laughs> but <laughs> we, we need to recognize that the plan of God is simply that our hands, despite our worst inclinations, still, still do the right thing. Our feet still carry us to church. Our mind still thinks about Christ despite what the, what the world throws at it. I'm talking about scary stuff. You know, the world, the world tries, the news tries to scare us. Talked to a man that worked for government one time, city government, city of San Diego. It was, I was in a creation, institute, institute creation meeting, 
And this government guy came up and said, do you know that uh, Russia has experimented with microwaves um, to, to, to make depressed the Russian people because depressed people tend to vote for communism or, or allow communism or submit to communism? And that's true. That is true. And I can't vouch for this thing. But this is what he said. I thought it was interesting, and I've never forgotten. He said, they discovered, and they're not happy about it, it does not work on people that claim a born-again Christian experience. It's almost like they have another mind that works beside the depressed mind, and that mind chooses differently. I thought about that since hearing it. I thought, Lord, I'm going through some stuff. Maybe I'm depressed. Maybe I'm not. Whatever I'm going through. Lord, I've got a different mind. The flesh and the spirit, Jesus in me, wants to go to church. So that means on Sunday morning, when I don't feel like going to church, I need to say, I'm putting the thermometer in the, in the cold end of the swimming pool. I need to dip it in the warm end and say, Jesus in me wants to go to church. The flesh is never going to agree with God, but it's needed in a sense. You know, the Bible says that in the last days, really, uh, in the tribulation period, and, 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 and for us here today, he'll pour out his spirit on all flesh. It's not talking about sin. It's talking about pouring it out on us who are but flesh and have a sin nature. All right, so it's indispensable. It's indispensable in that it makes or breaks the testimony of the home. You know, when, when, when we're planning churches, we live in houses usually, not just a motor home. And in that church, in that home, there's usually a yard. I've discovered this. Have you discovered this? If I mow my lawn ahead of my neighbors, I usually have the best looking house in the block. <laughs> it's like, look at this. This house is awesome. The, you know, the, the, the fields house, it's, you know, it's shaggy looking. They haven't mowed their grass for two weeks. You know, we got the best looking house. Or if I let it go, <laughs> I went back to one of the houses that we used to live in. They don't mow the grass. It is the worst house in the neighborhood. Well, that's the way it is in the Christian life. Hey, I've got the flesh. If I am letting the flesh run amok, it will make or break my testimony. I am noticeable in whether I'm working on this thing that I'm talking about tonight. People's, pe people can tell. In fact, I, I, Paul said this. Paul said, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. I think that we ought to look at it this way. And I try to do this. I'm not too good at it. Uh, look at the world as saved or lost. That's really the, we don't need to look at how beautiful they are. You know, I mean, I, I, you get it. You, you notice things. But really what I am paying attention to is, that, are they going to heaven or hell? That's what I'm paying attention to. And then if they're saved, are they walking in the spirit or in the flesh? In other words, are, are, they, are they letting Jesus have control or not? And if not, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to encourage them. That's, that's the two ways to look at it. And, and so... Um, it makes or breaks the testimony of our lives, the grass, the, 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 the flesh. All flesh is as grass. It's got an inferior flat. Oh, my. Just looked at the time. It, it, um, I, only got, I got 72 points left, actually. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's, it's got an inferior flower. Look what it says. 
All flesh is grass, and the goodness thereof is of the flower of the field. Well, I like grass, and the grass looks good. You know what I don't like is the flower of the grass. I don't like dandelions. I don't like clover. It's got an inferior flower. I remember as a kid getting my mother a bunch of dandelions and taking them to and saying, hey, mother, mom, got some flowers. And she said, oh, how nice and how, you know. Bless you, Kevin. I love you. But if I took them, you know, uh, to my mother now or to wife or whatever, hey, honey, happy Mother's Day. Saved some money this year. Aren't you proud of me? Here's some dandelions. I think I would get them back in the face. <laughs> it, it's an inferior flower. So what's that mean? Well, I got thinking about that. The flower of the flesh... The, the, the blossoming, the best that we can do is inferior to the Holy Spirit doing it. The, living for the Lord, is, it may not be as mechanical. It may, it, 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 may be, it, it may seem less plastic to you. Praise God for that. Living for the Lord is all about letting Christ have his way. And that looks a whole lot better to people than phony, than put on, and all that kind of stuff. The, you know, I've discovered this. I can do some things in the flesh. I can, I can make some stuff happen in flesh. It's like the flower of the field. Just, hey, God, here's my bouquet of flowers. The Lord's like, are you kidding? Give me the rose of Sharon. Give me my son. Give me Jesus. Bring the son. Except, except my son be not with me. Don't come back. You know, I mean, that's, I'm quoting from, from Jacob, talking about his son, Benjamin what he instructed his kids. So it's needed, it's inferior, it's uh, innumerable. There are 2,000 kinds of grass. And I got thinking, if there's 2,000 species of grass, it's true. We read a big list of general works of the flesh in the Galatians. I got a whole lot of problems. I, I got a lot of clutter. You can take that picture down, by the way, if it's too distracting, brother. Thank you. Um, it's, I have to look at it back here, and it's like, ugh. But um, there's 2,000 varieties of grass. There's, uh, and then if you put it in combination, it's infinite. It's infinite. Every one of us, you drive past the grass uh, of someone's house, and someone says, well, that, that's uh, his grass. I was trained on a lawn care business, and the guy's like, yeah, his grass. I was like, well, how high do I set the, the deck for his Yard. He's like, well, he's got fescue, he's got some ryegrass, he's got some Bermuda, and, you know, it's just a, it's a hodgepodge, it's, it's a mutt lawn. Well, I think all of us are kind of a mutt lawn when it comes to the flesh, because if our flesh, if you kind of pin it down, I mean, this, I got thinking about some of the kinds of grass. Buffalo grass, that's a type of grass. I got thinking, when I lived in Texas, there's buffalo grass, that's the only thing we grow. Buffalo grass. There is an aspect of my flesh that would love to just buffalo everybody. I think that's the first grass that you meet. Is uh, how you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Praise God. Yeah, I just buffaloed you, didn't I? Yeah, that's that's flesh. It's flesh. Not that you want to be like Kevin and dump on everyone. How you doing, brother? Lousy. No, no, no. There's maybe some balance in there. I don't know. But there, are so many varieties of flesh. Then I got thinking about, um, how about 
Johnson grass. I don't know if you grow Johnson grass around here. Uh, it's kind of a centipede type of grass. But uh, I got thinking, how could, what kind of flesh would represent? Well, I thought of Johnson, Johnson Outboard Motors. That's the only thing I think of besides baby powder. But Johnson Outboard Motors, there's nothing simple about an outboard motor unless you're out on the boat on Sunday when you're supposed to be in church, amen? <laughs> like the guy's like, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, my rod and my reel, they comfort me. Uh, just No, it's, it's, if you're doing it instead of serving God, it's, it's flesh. It's flesh. And then there's Bermuda grass. I got thinking about that, Bermuda grass. Well, that would be maybe immodesty grass. The idea of, you know, when the weather gets warmer outside, we want to kind of peel it off and show the flesh. And that's fleshly. To, to, to reveal the flesh, to, to, to prove our identity or to be secure is fleshliness. Bermuda grass. You know, I got thinking, in the Garden of Eden, when man's eyes were open spiritually, God had to cover him physically. Isn't that true? He got covered. You know, they kind of made the leaf thing try to work. Didn't work too well. And the Lord's like, going to make you coats of skin. I know it's a picture of redemption. Even in eternity, you know, people are like, well, I believe once you get saved. I, I remember talking to some people one time. They're like, I, I think as a Christian, we, we shouldn't have a problem looking at nakedness, you know, type of thing or immodesty. And I think as a Christian, we can be grown in the Lord, and that's not going to be a problem to us. Do you know, even in eternity, the Bible says we're going to wear long white robes. He's not going to just, it's not going to be some heavenly nudist colony. Amen. It's going to be like cover the flesh, <laughs> even though it's not sinful. We won't have any problem with it. There's many kinds of grass. There's, uh, did you know that bamboo is a type of grass? Bamboo is, is a long Hard grass can only be taken down with a hard instrument, perhaps a brush hog, but most likely a chainsaw, a, 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 a field of bamboo. And I got thinking, that's kind of proud grass. You know, when you just feel like you've outgrown your church, you've outgrown the spirituality of your pastor. You're just, well, what's happening is we're becoming maybe tall, but we're becoming hardened like bamboo. Don't let the flesh get, our, get you proud. I'm from Pennsylvania, proud Germans. I'm a proud German heritage. And I, I remember some of those churches up there, some of the, not, not just the Lutherans, but the, the Germans, uh, the churches, but the, the, the Baptist churches. I mean, just like, bless me if you can. Flesh, man, flesh. I don't think God's pleased with it. I think God wants us to be humble. In fact, I think the Lord wants us to call in the heavenly lawnmower. I think the Lord wants us to say, Lord, don't let my flesh get out of hand. If it's going to take over, then let's get it maintained. Let's get it brought down. So, the next point is, it's the preaching of God's Word mows the grass. The preaching of God's Word is the lawn cutter. You know, the Bible says, look what it says down in verse number 7. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. The Spirit of the Lord blowing upon the grass is the enemy of it. The Bible says, they that preach the gospel with the Spirit of God sent down from heaven. That Spirit of God is the enemy of our flesh. That's why, that's why, that's why the devil wants us out of church. 
And I know sickness keeps us out of church. I got sick. I, I, had, the, I had the disease. And, and I live streamed, and I thank God for live streaming. I don't, I'm not talking about fishing in the live stream, okay? I'm talking about I watched it. But there's something different, and you know there's something different. And a Christian will long for what? Getting out there where the preacher can actually... <clears throat> I look at it this way. When I come to church, a good church, and I've been in a few... <laughs> The, the preacher's up there, he's got the lawnmower. When he says, let's bow for prayer, it's almost like he can spiritually hear, broom, 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 broom. and then when he starts his first point, it's like, I'm going to come down the road. But the problem is, I, I, I do this, I don't know if you do this, I, my, if the grass could talk, it would say, I don't want to be cut. <laughs> In fact, when the lawnmower hits my sin, I think the grass would say, ouch! So I put a sign up. You know what the sign says? Keep off the grass. Preacher, keep off the grass. Don't come my way. Don't, don't touch this sin. Don't you talked about pride. Don't you realize we're grown in the word around here? I just, I look at the, the, the invitation time as that, that, uh, the opportunity to come and say, Oh, God dealt with me. And to walk out of church saying, Oh, it's it, my life, it, I feel like I smell fresh cut grass and I love it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't, I didn't welcome it necessarily. Oh, but it smells so good. The flesh has many kinds of grass and the preaching of God's word cuts the grass. Last point, the irreconcilability of it. I'm convinced that the longer Christians live, in this world, in this nation, that we are starting to think that the flesh and the spirit get along just well together when they don't. Honestly, honestly, they mix like oil and water. There's just no reconciling the two. Someone says, well, why would God put his spirit into us for us to constantly have to choose to walk in the spirit? Well, what about when we fail? So that we constantly come back and say, Lord, would you cut the grass? I need my heavenly lawn care team back on this thing. When it gets out of hand, you can lose some things, and some things can sneak in. That's how irreconcilable it is. You know, when the grass gets out of hand, I've been out knocking on doors in some redneck places. How many of you are rednecks? No, don't put your hand up. But I've been, I've been out knocking on some doors in redneck places. Honestly, I think if they mowed the grass, they'd find not only toys, but children. <laughs> that they hadn't seen for a while. I think they'd find maybe a car. Uh, but listen, the fact is, we can lose some things if our flesh is let go. There was a little girl, I read about it in the news, in the, you know, in, the news um, in Iowa. She went out of her house, and it was a prairie place up there, and uh, she went out into the prairie, and you know, the grass is always growing in the prairie, and it just grows freely, and she's used to walking around and looking over the tops of the tassels, and it's just, you know, kind of pretty, but it had rained, and so the grass had really grown, and it was so high that this time when she went out, it took her, took her a while to realize, I can't see where anything is anymore. And so she turned, and she turned, and she tried to find her way home, and she couldn't find her way home. After a while, her parents 
you know, come out looking after a few hours and they're hollering and I'm sure she heard the parents' voice way off in the distance and, and you tried to find it, you try to answer. But the problem is she couldn't see anything because the grass was so tall. They finally got the neighbors after three days to join hands. I mean, there was a lot of searching. They joined hands. They made a long line and they swept across the prairie and they finally found the little girl, but she was dead. And they got thinking... How often is it that I justify my flesh? And my kids are like, Dad, I, I hear what you're saying, but I can't see anything. I can't see Jesus. The flesh, the, the grass has gotten so long in our home. All I see is the flesh. I, all I see is your, what you're letting go. Would you mow the grass? Let's get back in church and let's get in. We can lose some things, lose our kids, and some things can sneak in. You know it likes to sneak in the grass? Snake in the grass. A viper, a serpent, he loves grass. He thrives on it. He hides there. Out in Texas, there was a, another news story. A, uh, 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 some parents had gone um, and called their child up the steps, like, uh, come down, it's time for breakfast. And she didn't come trouncing down, bouncing down the steps like she normally did. And, and so after a while, they went up and checked on her. They went into the room, and she was still in bed under the blanket, but she didn't respond. And as they approached, they saw that on the, I guess, the, the table, the, the end table or whatever, was coiled up a poisonous viper that had snuck in through the, through the tall grass. You know anything about monkey grass in Texas? And, and along the side of the house where no one could see it, and I, I, I kicked a, monkey, uh, a uh, copperhead in the monkey grass in Houston one time, but came, came in through that, and they got in, uh, up through somehow and got into the child and, and bit the child in, in, in her sleep and killed her. And I got thinking, as that mother and father looked at their child, and then looked at that serpent. And with, if you can just grasp the hatred for that serpent that they had. But more so, you can't stop the amount of serpents in the world. But when they said, no, the grass, I should have, I knew I should have mowed it. I knew I should have gotten on it, but we left it go. We left it go. And if you can grasp the remorse and the regret, and the pain that they felt that their little child was, was subjected to such a needless death. Then you recognize what God is saying here when he says all flesh is like grass. And we need to keep at it. The Bible says, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. The only answer for God to us is not to take the flesh away, but to mow it just to go ahead and put it under the influence of the Spirit of God, let the Word of God do its work, accept the pain, and start to agree with the Spirit of God again that God has a right to mow our grass as we pray. Father, I'm, tonight, Lord, I'm, I 